Have you heard about the social media platform for kids? It's called Zikazoo. It's a great place where kids like me can come together to make fun videos. Videos moderated by real people who review content before it's posted to the feed. I love the dance challenges. I love that it's Kids Safe COPPA certified. Uh, I don't know what that means. It means it has built-in privacy protections for your online data. Zigazoo, the world's largest social network. For kids. <laughs> Download the Zigazoo app today. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Live March 20th from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Martha Stewart, the original influencer. When I think about anything, I think about the way that she did it first. The media mogul. The six years ahead, she saw what was coming. The prisoner, the rise, the fall, and the reinvention of an American icon. Once Martha paved the road, everybody else pretty much copied her. A CNN original series, The Many Lives of Martha Stewart, now streaming on Max. Live bet Sunday on VSEN, the sports betting network. Folks and welcome in. It is Live Bet Sunday here on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. I'm Jonathan Von Tobel. Pamela Maldonado is here as well. If you're tuning in and looking for Brent Musburger, he'll be back next week uh, when we're all getting ready for, I think, uh, I don't know. I what think is something's it? going on. Yeah, the Super Never. Bowl, of course. <laughs> uh, Brent will be live for his usual pregame spot um, next Sunday as we get ready for the Super Bowl, part of a massive slate uh, and schedule on Super Bowl Sunday here at the Vegas Stats and Information Network, much of which will happen from Radio Row this coming week that starts tomorrow that's gonna to be absolutely fantastic i cannot wait we'll be down there all week as well and cannot um cannot look forward more to what's going to transpire over the course of the next seven days but we begin with a little bit of college basketball on a day like today because yesterday first off was awesome we had three top 10 clashes in the world of college hoops and we get another big matchup here later today as purdue is on the road taking on wisconsin a brief setup for that because that's not going to happen for another hour but number two purdue seeing as about a two and a half point favorite total 143 and a half on the road against wisconsin pretty big spot here badgers blew a big one against nebraska last time out so we'll see if they can bounce back at home and take on the Boilermakers and induce another court storming that uh, Purdue is pretty much used to at this point right now when going on the road and taking an L. But I thought I wanted to open with a quick, like just a couple quick observations from yesterday. And, and the first one is Kansas on the at home against Houston. It's a 78-65 win. For those who don't remember, Pam, I don't know if you remember, we had, I had the stat yesterday. Uh, yesterday was the third time in 30 years that Kansas had been a home underdog. Kansas, in those spots mm-hmm. now over the course of those 30 years, is now 3-0 straight up and against the spread. Mm-hmm. Uh, they have won outright in each one of those spots. But I thought it was interesting because I was watching this game yesterday, and something immediately stuck out to me in this one, which was Houston offensively was fine, but it really started to kind of wear off in the second half. And it's been one of my worries for this team uh, for a really long time now, which is Houston is awesome at inducing second chance opportunities, crashing the offensive glass and giving themselves an opportunity to score if the first shot offense is not working. However, when you face a team like Kansas who can defensive rebound very well and can generate their own second chance opportunities, well, then you're going to really up against it. And Kansas yesterday, 40 rebounds to 24, just completely crushed Houston on the glass, eliminated second chance opportunities at a really high clip. And Houston, shockingly, not shockingly, uh, went out there kind of laid an egg and didn't really get their offense going until the the last 10 minutes where they scored 10 to 23 points over the last 10 minutes it was a very dominant win for the kansas jayhawks but it does open the door for some worry i think about a houston team that is amongst the highest power rated teams in the country number one team in the country by many different metrics polls whatever it is including ken palm has them number one still as of today it is a concern for Houston as we kind of move forward. So I'm really concerned. I'm really uh, curious to see how Houston handles this as we move forward. But the other part was, and I'll, I'll bring you in on this, Pam. 
spots are so like so dominant right a lot in college sports we talked about this a lot where hey the spot man the spot the spot you got to look at what's happening well yesterday one of the big spots of spots didn't really work out which was florida taking on texas a&m on the road against them texas a&m had to come storming back in that Mm -hmm. game to end up getting a one-point win uh but sometimes you know sometimes the spot's not really worth it and you see uconn st john's yesterday we watched the game in the morning 77 64 st john's didn't cover so you can follow the spots, but sometimes it's still about the matchup, Pam. We saw that in college football a lot, too. It's all about the matchup. Yeah. What? When it comes to analysis? Of course, when it comes down. You can look at the like, go-ahead spots. I know that there's people like in college football who are always like, oh, but they have such and such on deck. They have such and such on deck. Mm-hmm. Every game kind of matters, and things have to... Uh, you have to get through game one in order to get, move on to the next one. That's, so, yeah. Yep. And the other it's one, too. not always indicative of what's going to happen. Yeah, the other one, too, I, uh, I would say somewhat, not embarrassing, but Kentucky defensively, really, really poor showing. But they were in a good situation uh, coming off of a loss right at home against Florida. And over mm-hmm. time, you'd think you're going to get ready for Tennessee. Nope, not the case. Volunteers go in there, get a 103-92 win. So part of a big day again. We'll have more on the Purdue-Wisconsin matchup coming up in a little bit. That's going to tip off at 10 a.m. Coming up at 30 minutes, we're going to have Andy Lack with us. We're going to transition to golf as we are getting deep into the season and of course the waste management phoenix open coming up and then a a flurry of vcin guests including tim murray sometime in the 10 a.m hour who's going to talk a little college hoops family at 11 30 a.m pacific time and modi kill is going to be with us to look at a massive slate in the nba that begins today but we go back to the super bowl so i want to open up with this because we had this from patrick everson who um does a great job covering the betting scene around Las Vegas and talking to odds makers and talk about line movement here. So this is from Patrick Everson, Patrick E underscore Vegas up on Twitter quotes, uh, John Murray over at the Westgate Superbook, who uh, we talked about the Superbook yesterday when we were talking about the hypothetical MMA match between Pam and Kelly quote, we think this is the way the market is going to move. It's going toward two and a half. So we want to go there now. Uh, sharp play, as Patrick said, uh, was on the Niners minus one, one and a half uh, bigger bets on the 49ers too. So we're going to see where this number ends up. But at this point right now, we're kind of just at status quo and a vast majority of the handle is going to come in in the last few days, Pam, uh, leading up to the Super Bowl. But as it sits right now, we're still sitting at two totals at 47 and a half. Superbook did go to two and a half here. I'll ask you, where do you think the side ends up from a point spread perspective by the time we get to kickoff? Line right now is currently San Francisco minus one and a half. Um, I think it sits at two and a half. I think that there is potential for it to be reached at that point. When you have all of the public money coming in Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and the day of especially, you see how heavily like just the traffic is in the sports book. I think it could definitely move in favor of the San Francisco 49ers. It's going to be interesting because the public does have a, a very big influence on a game like this. Right. And it does seem to be setting up that the public side would be the Kansas City Chiefs. You know, as Patrick says, states in the tweet, sharp plays on the Niners minus one, one and a half. And when you get the influence of public betters, it's going to be pretty fascinating to see. You see this right here, the point spread, at least in terms of the betting splits over at DraftKings, right? As of what? This is uh, earlier today, right? Uh, six minutes ago. What? 71% of the bets, 64% of the handle on the Kansas City Chiefs at this point right now. I feel like that's going to only head in their direction a little bit more. And like we talked about yesterday, the money line is going to be pretty fascinating because from a money line standpoint for Kansas City, you're going to get a pretty you're going to get a pretty watered down money line on the underdog. But for somebody like me who wants to come in and and lay a money line price on San Francisco at some point, I'm going to sit back and wait because I think I get a pretty cheap price to lay here and get off of this Kansas City future that I've got. Well, I'm glad that you mentioned that, that you have a Kansas City future and you're going to lay the other side. I would be really hesitant to anybody who's looking at these splits between the bets and the handle and thinking this is sharp money. This is whatever. There's a lot of people we don't know of who are who took Chiefs preseason to win the Super Bowl, who took 49ers preseason to win the Super Bowl. So they some of this money, of course, we'll never have like an exact dollar amount, but it is largely related to I want to get the other side. Maybe I'm trying to middle. Maybe I'm trying to hedge off. So a lot of that, at least for a game like this, you have to take that into account when it comes to deciphering what these numbers mean. Yeah, and I think that's why we're going to get a more accurate picture as we get a little bit closer and we're going to see what's going to happen. And out here, it's a fascinating story, too, because I think one of the more underrated narratives for Super Bowl week is, you know, there's a lot of odds makers who believe that they're going to crush the record for overall handle in the state of Nevada for a Super Bowl. It's okay. just about one hundred and eighty million dollars. Um, and and I'm really curious about it because I do think they're going to break the record, Pam. But one of the things that I'm fascinated by, and I can't wait to go down to Radio Road and talk to some people who are coming in from out of town, mm-hmm. 
people are going to be in for a shock when they come out here and they go, oh, wait, no, my DraftKings app doesn't work. Or, uh, oh, no, yeah. like all the other apps that I use and books that are out here, it's not the same one. I've got to open right. up a different one. And when I want to open an account, I've got to go to the place to, the physical. to sign up and <laughs> exactly. deposit. And I, I'm really curious. And then that's an interesting thought. When yeah. they do it, they're going to open it up and it's not going to be all the same offerings, right? That you, you generally get at all of these books. Right. And, and so I think that is one of the more underrated storylines with the Super Bowl being out here, which is, is the market going to respond? Are they going to get this massive wave? Again, I think they're going to break it, but I think there's expectations that they're going to just shatter it and destroy it. And I don't think that's the case. And I think that this is pretty interesting because it could be a decent wake up call for the state of Nevada to say, look, we've got to maybe change some of the things that we do here because you had the biggest game in your backyard and you barely got over the hump when it came to the record. Again, this is just my thoughts and speculation, but it's going to be something I can't wait to track here as the Super Bowl gets closer and people come into our city. Well, two things can be true that one, they probably do smash records in some format and two, that they still missed out on value because of all of those potential issues. So I think both can happen and this is going to be a good testing platform weekend to see, okay, where, how far behind are we really? Because you're exactly right. Coming from different states, uh, like Kelly in Vegas, every time she comes to Nevada, she lives in Florida, the options are different. So you have to really take that into account. We're going to get a good depiction of what that is. Yeah. And I think too, like, and I'm not talking about like sweeping changes when it comes to regulation out here in Nevada, but you know, the ability to sign up remotely and deposit once you cross state lines would be pretty right. nice. Uh, the ability to open up my accounts on a desktop like this or a laptop, as right. opposed to having to open up your phone and the apps every single time Correct. would be pretty nice as well. Like just these little changes that I think, and we're starting to see for, you know, to credit some of these books, we have seen new apps go online within the last year. Some of them are opening up offerings in terms of like same game parlays and things like that to kind of get back into the fold where some of these other books are at. Right. Uh, but I, I'm really interested because I think this is going to be a pretty big week for Las Vegas not only because a lot of people are going to come down here, but I think a lot of these bookmakers, and here's the thing too, people are staying, where are they staying? They're staying on the strip. So a lot of them are going to be in the areas already to deposit. So I could be completely wrong and they're going to have like a $250 million handle and I'm going to look like an idiot. Uh, and then they're going to laugh and they're going to go, <laughs> we don't have to change anything. You clown. Uh, but I think that is one of the more underrated storylines as we're going to watch. And as we're going to watch what Patrick Everson covers, which is where this money's going to go and what the support's going to be like, because to your point about all of this too, in terms of where the support's going to come from, I don't think, because there's a lot of people who have thrown out home field advantage for, for the right, 49ers, so I don't think that's the case, but around town, I think it's going to get wild. Because right. we've seen, uh, Caesar. I don't know if you've been around for the, I think it was, did your 49ers play this year or last year for the, the Raiders out here? Because I think it was last year, there was a Raiders 49ers game. That, that 49ers support was freaking crazy. It was absolutely wild. So I, I told you that I was at the airport Friday night and it was absolutely, I saw wall to wall San Francisco. I was at the link last night, wall to wall San Francisco. I have yet to see a Chiefs shirt, which is like wild to me mm -hmm. in the two days a week ahead. Now to your point also about the handle, it, it goes beyond just doing the spread and uh, the point total for what's going to happen within the market. It's also like all the player props. Not every book is going to offer the exact same player props that you're used to seeing, maybe in Jersey, maybe in New York, wherever you're at. So you're going to come over here and maybe have limited options or different options. Yeah, generally the props are pretty good, but it's the other stuff that, you know, and some of the, um, some of the, we'll call it novelty props, definitely aren't available that you think uh, you might get it your hands on. All right, we'll take our break here. When we come back, we're off and rolling 15 minutes from now. We're going to talk to Andy Lack about some golf, but let's, uh, let's look at some of the more popular bets over on DraftKings when it comes to props, and we'll decide if we want to fade or follow some of the more popular selections right now in the book. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Join us March 20th live from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted, so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Hey, Sarah, I love that spring break vlog you posted on Zigazoo. OMG, you watched it? Yeah, it was edited so well. 
I think you're so talented. Social media interactions are only positive when you use Zigazoo. Zigazoo is the world's largest and safest social media network for kids. Your kids can upload their content and see what their friends are up to. With Zigazoo, they can create videos, enter to win prizes, and try out the latest dances and trends. There's no commenting, no text messaging, and everything is 100% human moderated. Plus, all community members are real, verified kids just like yours. There are no bots, trolls, or AI. Because Zigazoo is about one thing and one thing only, and that is fun. Try out Zigazoo this spring break and let your kids share your vacation blogs and best edits with their friends safely. Download the Zigazoo app today. That's Z-I-G-A-Z-O-O. Smart journalism. Fascinating topics. Words that describe CNN's podcast, The Assignment with Audie Cornish. We are revisiting the public school culture wars. What have we learned from the kids who fought against book bans? We really started the club to get students reading these books. Students have an opinion in this fight, too. How has the war over books sparked a backlash to the so-called parents' rights movement? It's not okay what they're doing, and they're being watched. Listen to The Assignment with Audie Cornish. Streaming now on the iHeartRadio app. This is Live Bet Sunday on VSEN, the sports betting network. If you haven't already, check out the new vsin.com. It's absolutely brilliant. Looks great. Enhanced navigation. If you like to pull it up on your phone, looks brilliant. Runs even better. And you can check out all the great content today. Headline story, best Super Bowl prop betting strategies. Adam Burke has an awesome write-up on how to do that. You'll also see the Super Bowl 50, wait, no, 58? Yeah, 58. Uh, betting guide that is posted courtesy of one Bill 80. So check it all out. Awesome. And when you look up at vsin.com right now, Super Bowl, 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 Super Bowl. Every headline story about the Super Bowl. Check it out now. VSIN.com. I think we're ready for the Super Bowl. I think we are. <laughs> I mean, I'm never ready. It comes and then it goes and it's very quick. So. And then we have to wait an entire six months for more football. Uh, that's all right, because there's lots of great sports in between, <laughs> including basketball. We got March Madness coming up. That's going to be here before you know it. The Masters, right? That's going to be awesome. Baseball. Dude, baseball season starts in like a week. I'm being facetious. It starts in like three weeks, but don't they play in Korea here in like three weeks or something like that already? The first game of the regular season? It's uh, it's insane. The French Open, Wimbledon. There's all other sports too. Isn't it Wimbledon? <laughs> Wimbledon. <laughs> All right, fade or follow. Uh, these are very, okay. as Caesar, our producer calls them, popular prop bets. So the popular bets over at DraftKings. So these are the most popular bets over at DraftKings. Number one, fade or follow. Patrick Mahomes over one and a half passing touchdowns. Pam at minus one sixty. Follow, but only if you are putting in like a player prop parlay because it's heavily juiced at minus 160. San Francisco's defense has definitely uh, led up a few touchdowns multiple times. Lamar Jackson had two passing scores. Uh, Jordan Love even had two passing scores on top of his two interceptions. So the vulnerability is there from the San Francisco. It's just I'm not willing to pay minus 160 as a standalone price. By the way, if you want any insight as to maybe the public being kind of in on the Chiefs, just look at the top five most <laughs> bet player props. And I think we get an idea of who the, who the public's really leaning toward here. All right, number two, Brock Purdy over 12 and a half rushing yards. Now, here's one for me where I would disagree, and I think I'd go under. Now, before Caesar gets mad, he's starting to get pissed. The reason why I would go under is, first off, uh, I'm going to use the cliche that we use for uh, white athletes. Very underrated athleticism for one Brock Purdy. Uh, however... I think the athleticism is more used for, and Caesar, you can argue with this, um, pocket mobility, extending plays behind the line of scrimmage, keeping his eyes downfield so that he's not really scrambling a bunch. It's more about keeping the play alive so you can find a play downfield if he is indeed pressured. Now, we did see in the NFC Championship game a massive run, but I think generally the mobility is used to extend plays, keep plays alive, find guys downfield. And if that is the case, and as somebody who thinks the 49ers are going to win this game, there's a shot that he's not going to run that much, and then you get burned on maybe some kneel downs, whatever it is. I would go under on 12 and a half because I don't think Brock Purdy's going to need to use his athleticism. So over 12 and a half on Brock Purdy's rushing yards because not only has he hit over this total in the playoff postseason between the Packers and the Lions, you're going to get that similar type of pass rush from the Chiefs with Chris Jones. It's going to be a formidable pass rush. He is going to be under pressure a lot, and we have seen that he does have scrambling ability. Like you said, it's more of like a, what did you, what did you call it? Keep the play alive. Keep the play alive, but it was more, you call it something else, the white version of the 
But, sneaky uh, athleticism. Sneaky athleticism. That's what I'm going to stick with. He's but gritty. it's Casey's He's run defense. Yeah. I think the vulnerability that Casey's defense has is against the run. And they have given up multiple yardage, two multiple quarterbacks um, all season long, including, including Miami's quarterback into a Tangavaloa who had 25 rushing yards. I think he's going to have to run just a little smidge more than he's used to. If you get burned on the kneel downs, I told you. All right. I've been there. Kneel downs me. only happen if you're winning. That's right. And they're going to win. <laughs> All right, you know, I'm just going to say it. Caesar, they're going to smoke them. All right. Oh, they're going to come God. out there. They're going to absolutely smoke them. Let's absolutely go. But you're not going to hedge your Chiefs feature. No, I am. I am. <laughs> oh, I, you, you I, have decided. Decision. I've decided. Like, they're going to crush them. It's going to be a joke. The 49ers are going to go in there and steamroll the Kansas City Chiefs. And... Yeah, I'm not going to worry about that. In fact, no, I'm not going to do that. All right. <laughs> I was going to say, I'm hedging 100% off of that thing. Uh, all right. Brock Purdy over 12 and a half rushing yards, second most popular prop at minus 110. Travis Kelsey over six and a half receptions at minus 166. And Travis Kelsey over 69 and a half receiving yards at minus 125. The, four, or the third and fourth most popular prop bets over at DraftKings. Fade or follow? You in? Or you out? Uh, I'm going to go ahead and fade the over six and a half receptions. Also, only because the juice, it's minus 166. That's absurd. Uh, the over 69 and a half receiving yards at minus 125. That is a lot more playable as far as like price goes. I would, I'm in full agreement with that. What we've seen from Kelsey in the postseason, he's had a monstrous postseason. We were talking about, oh, maybe uh, we had that conversation just a couple weeks ago where, okay, maybe he's starting to dwindle down a little bit in his production. He has come alive here and he, that he himself can keep Chiefs offense in rhythm. I like his receiving yards. Yeah, it's going to be interesting because as, and this was the angle I took, but the, I, I think we have, I don't know if I brought this up with you or if we talked about this on prime time. Um, I thought something that happened, you know, two years ago happened this year. Um, the 49ers by statistics, like some statistics, DVOA ranks are the fourth best defense against opposing tight ends though. So far this season on average, about 7.3 receptions and 52 yards per game for tight ends. So they've done a pretty good job in containing opposing tight ends. Having said that, the Ravens were the eighth best team against tight ends. And then we saw what happened in that game in the first half, at the very least, for Travis Kelsey. So I do kind of trust that San Francisco, again, as somebody who thinks that San Francisco is going to win this game, that they're going to be able to contain a guy like Travis Kelsey. The real question is, as the secondary has given up some chunk plays, are you going to contain, like, I actually think the sneaky guy, we haven't even mentioned his name. The sneaky guy in this one is Brandon Ayuk. Like, Ayuk's awesome. Right. And, and we, you know, we, we focus a lot on Christian McCaffrey and Debo Samuel and uh, the other guys, right, Travis Kelsey and, uh, and Christian. Like, we, there's, there's a really good wide receiver here for the San Francisco 49ers who's brilliant and can make some, we'll call it low probability catches, uh, higher probability with the way that he can corral balls in. So I'm very interested to see if the market starts to get watered down on a guy like Ayuk, because I think we're kind of forgetting about that, but I kind of went on a tangent there. Overall, I think I would probably, I think I'd go opposite with you. Did you go over 69 and a half? What was that stat that you gave um, that the 49ers defense against tight ends? They're fourth. Uh, they are fourth best on average, seven receptions, 52 yards. Uh, they've got some holes in that because Detroit San Laporta shredded them 97 yards and he was the most consistent threat for the Lions sure. against the Niners. And it wasn't just him. They also gave up tw uh, to Trey McBride, 102 yards. TJ Hawkinson, 87 yards. And now you're going up against Travis Kelsey, who does have a connection with Patrick Mahomes. And what has happened? What happens with that connection? A couple of Super Bowls. Yeah. Who's counting? And then that's the question, right? Is are you are you the defense like on your worst day in those days? Is that who you are? Or the vast majority of the other games where you've held other lesser tight ends in check? Is that who you are? Like, do you have to find that balance? And that's why, too, I brought that up because. The Ravens were statistically a good defense against the uh, against tight ends, and ultimately that didn't work out. But I think I'd go opposite, right? I think I'd go over receptions and under on yards. I think there might be a high volume there for Kelsey, but either way, not uh, something I'm looking to run to bet. And I'm also, you know me, like I'm of the mindset when we're talking about these the most popular player props, right? <laughs> like the fact that these are so like gassed up to a certain extent. Um, I, I there's there tends to be value in betting some of these under because the market is a little too high. I mean, I you mentioned it, minus one sixty six. I on think over. if this ended up being like from somehow jumped like 10 yards, 69 and a half, excuse me, to like 79 and a half, then potentially. Well, I don't, that's think, I don't where, know if it'll go that I don't know. That's what I'm saying. Like I would have to see like a drastic change, a shift in that total in order for me to want to consider the under, because at least for Travis Kelsey in this one, um, he has topped this total in 12 straight playoff games. The least he's had is 71 yards and the most he's had is 118. So that's like a pretty big like, okay, how far do I want to go to risk taking the under? Mm -hmm. All right. This, this next one, uh, 
alternate passing yards for Patrick Mahomes. This is actually kind of funny. So his actual player, his total for passing yards, like his actual prop is 259 and a half over minus 125. The fifth most bet player prop so far is the wow. alternate passing yards at 225 shaded to the over at minus 285. Now, Caesar, I don't know, maybe you know this or not. Is this individual just, hey, single bets or is this, does these include parlay. Par, yeah, props that are included in parlays? So they're just straight bets. So that's fascinating that the fifth most bet player prop, these are straight bets. Patrick Mahomes alternate passing yards over minus, over hundred over two twenty five at minus two eighty five. I mean, he's hit this over in seven of his last eight games. Um, I would never do something like this, <laughs> like especially if as like an individual bet on like a play, like you a said, parlay. If, like, yeah, if you include it on a player, like a prop same parlay, game parlay, I, parlay, I, I, I kind of yeah. get it, but uh, um, straight up, just individual bet minus two eighty five over two twenty five is because uh, when you do <laughs> stuff like this. Yeah. When you do stuff like this, like it is Patrick Mahomes and yes, it is the Chiefs and it's Andy Reid and we've they've been in this spot before. Like all of that narrative aside, one injury, you're done. And you've laid all that juice for. Oh, sure. Like also, it, it's just so high risk. Actually, but it's actually low risk because the 49ers are stomping him. So it's, he's going <laughs> to have to try to pass out of this deficit. It's so. high risk, low reward, in my opinion. So I couldn't. Yeah, I mean, for again, from a straight bet perspective, minus two eighty five and over two twenty five, I'll pass. Yeah. Um, including it, like you know, if you're putting together an SGP for S's and G's, and you know, you want to like include a last leg to get that up, like all right. But I'll even then, yeah, exactly. If you're even including this on like a five leg, how much value are you actually extracting from that? Like you might as well. well. At that point, if it's a five leg parlay, I don't think you're playing plus EV. Right? Yeah, I, think you're, I think you're just. Ha- I think I'm it's just, just here for fun. I'm here. Let's, let's I gotta throw this together. Let's go. I need something. You know. I I think that's exactly what you're with your buddies yeah, yeah. um lay off of that one that would be i think of the five options that we have that would be the one that's like okay take that off the board <laughs> yeah again these are these are i want to say allegedly but i'm not gonna lie i don't think uh, i don't think our corporate overlords at DraftKings will lie to us so <laughs> these are the five the my most popular straight player prop bets that is fascinating all right by the way good note from caesar in the uh the rundown here um not money 49ers player props all these Kansas City player props, is it because the Swifties are coming in? We don't know if they're old enough to bet. It's a good question. It's a good question. All right, let's take a break. When we come back, Pam's going to take it from here. Andy Lacks with us. We've got to talk some golf. This is Live Bet Sunday on VSEN, the sports betting network. Check out a VEASAN annual subscription for just $1.99, folks. You're going to get daily best bets, betting splits, big game betting guide that's coming out, and everything in between. Daily write-ups for every single sport, of course, just in time as March Madness approaches right after the Super Bowl, the NFL Draft, everything we do, 10% off. Just use the promo code LIVE, L-I-V-E. Again, promo code LIVE when you sign up for an annual subscription. Get 10% off a VEASAN pro subscription. Just go to VEASAN.com slash subscribe. All right, let's bring in our next guest here on Live Bet Sunday. Andy Lack is nice enough to give us some time here today for Golf Digest. And Andy, we appreciate it. So uh, for our audience, maybe that hasn't kept up with what's going on over at Pebble Beach, um, give us a DL on what's happening so far with this weather delay and the expectation for these golfers. Are they really going to try to maybe play through what is being slugged as a potentially historic storm out there in California? Yeah, I'm about an hour north of Pebble Beach currently, and I would be pretty shocked if we get to see any golf today. It's looking like up to 75-mile-per-hour wind gusts throughout the rest of the afternoon with some steady winds in the 45-mile-per-hour range. Pretty much rain all throughout the rest of the afternoon and early evening as well. So I don't really understand how they would get balls to stop on these greens if they were going to attempt to send these golfers out. I think it's looking like today is a wash. And then we're going to see what it looks like tomorrow morning. And it's a big thing, Pam, for our audience, too. For those who are out there, make sure you check house rules when it comes to these things. Uh, if it gets delayed even further, um, always check what the rules are. You respect the books. I know if DraftKings writes Caesar, it is a 36-hole rule, uh, as we sell. So just make sure, if you've got a ticket on this thing, we hear golf betting house rules. DraftKings abides by the 36-hole rule. However, final tournament standings are determined after round three. Will stand should round four be axed. Matchup bets will be void should a round be canceled. So a big deal here in terms of checking your house rules, Pam. Definitely means a lot. Um, looking at the actual tournament, if there is a fourth round, Wyndham Clark, two eagles, nine birdies, a career high, 189 feet of putts. 
beat the Pebble Beach course record by two shots on Saturday. It was unreal. We were live on air and I saw the scorecard and I was like, I'm sorry, what is this happening in real life? If there is a fourth round, can we expect any type of regression from Clark? Uh, I certainly hope not as I'm holding a hundred to one ticket on him since from before the tournament. Uh, but what we were seeing with Clark, what we were seeing with Clark, um, this has been going on for a number of months, right? I mean, I think there are a lot of people that looked at that U S open win uh, that he had at LACC last June and said, Oh, this might be maybe a first time major winner, a bit of a fluke performance, but that has not been what any of my numbers have been showing on Wyndham Clark since prior to the U S open win, when he won that signature event at Quail Hollow, and even the golf that he's played after the U S open. Uh, this is a guy that remains one of the best pole putters in this field. One of the best putters inside 15 feet and one of the best drivers of the ball, both in accuracy and distance. Um, I think he's a real player, certainly a legitimate proverbial top 20 guy on this version of the PGA tour. And I see no reason to believe that if we do get some golf on Monday, um, he's played a lot of golf in these types of conditions. He won the PAC 12 championship for Oregon in a very weather delayed rain shortened type of event. He's from Colorado. He's expressed before multiple times. He has no problem playing in wind and rain. So if we do see any form of golf on Monday, I have no reason to believe that Wyndham can't keep, keep it up. He's currently plus 200 to win the tournament and still not knowing if we're going to have a fourth round or not. Would you be taking that simply because of what's going on with the weather that it could end at three rounds? Yeah, I think so, because I think there's kind of two two things in the range of outcomes for us to consider here. If it gets canceled and we don't play on Monday, which, by the way, you know, it's going to take a lot of a hefty, mighty effort from that grounds crew between tonight and early tomorrow morning for them to get this course in playable shape. I mean, even if we don't get the type of wins, which is what the forecast is saying right now on Monday that we will have that we saw today. Um, I mean, there's still a chance that they're going to have to call this thing after 54 holes, right? If the course is not in playable shape for tomorrow. So on one hand, if they call this after 54 holes, that ticket is cashing. And on the other hand, um, if they do play on Monday, I think there's still a pretty good chance that over the next 18 holes, even on Monday, Clark is able to hold off Ludwig and Pavone and all of the other guys right behind him on the leaderboard. Well, one of the other guys that's behind him on the leaderboard is Matthew Pavon. Uh, correct me if I'm wrong, if I mis mispronounce that, but he won the farmer's insurance a couple of weeks ago. He's two from the lead now. The Frenchman, 31 years old, kind of just popped out of nowhere, and that's kind of what we've seen early in the PGA season. Is, some, is he somebody now that we should be paying more attention to? I think you have to at this point. I mean, I was on site for all four days at Torrey Pines. I got to watch a lot of what Pavon was up to over there. And he really impressed me. I mean, this was a guy that was having a lot of success on the DP world tour prior to coming over and playing on the PGA tour. I don't, uh, I, I don't want to say that this is going to be a, you know, a proverbial top 20 guy on the PGA tour going forward. But I think it's safe to say at this point, we have to take him a little bit more seriously than just uh, just a bit of a hot stretch here. Coming off a big win at Torrey Pines to put up this performance in a much stronger field at Pebble Beach. And it's not just his putting, by the way. I mean, he one of the biggest reasons why he won at Torrey Pines was because of an incredible putting performance. But Pavone's nearly leading the field this week in approach play as well. There's a, I mean, that's the third guy that this this year um, so far, it's Matthew Pavon and Nick Dunlap and Grayson Murray. Those are the three guys that have won the tournaments to start out the season. All of them were over 101 odds to win. Is this kind of uh, indicative of what we could be seeing for the rest of the season? Maybe having some type of relation to some of the players taking off to the live tour? You know, I, I keep saying every single week that this is, this is when it changes, right, in terms of the longer shot winners. And, you know, Wyndham Clark was available, even if, if Wyndham is the guy that it ends up being the last man standing at the end of the day, if we see any golf on Monday, he was still widely available at 100 to 1 before the tournament started. I think he's in a little bit of a different class of the Pavones and Dunlops and, and Grayson Murray's and even Chris Kirk, given his pedigree. 
But yeah, what we've seen thus far has been fairly unheralded. And I actually thought that it was going to change last week at Torrey Pines, given the fact that Torrey Pines was such a ball strikers golf course with a much lower greens and regulation percentage. It didn't have the type of putting variance that you would see at an American Express, a Sony, a YLI, these easy golf courses where a lot more putting is a part of the equation. We go to Torrey Pines, which is a true ball strikers test, typically won by guys like John Rahm and Tiger Woods over the years. And we still get a player like Matthew Pavone, who a lot of people didn't have on their bingo card heading into the tournament, right? So, you know, I think we have an interesting stretch of golf coming up. Next week is Phoenix. The following week is Riviera. Then we hop right over to Florida and get the players underway, all leading up to the Masters. These are some much tougher tests that the players are going to see in the next couple of weeks that would lead me to believe that the cream is finally going to start rising to the top. But you can't really have this conversation without considering the fact that many of the best players of the world have gone over to the lift tour. And some of these tournaments, an Amex, uh, Farmers Insurance, like every half the tournaments that we've played thus far this year, those are tournaments that have won been player won by players like John Rahm in the past. And Ian, you mentioned it, John Rahm now over to the Live Tour. Live Tour will be here next week in conjunction with the Super Bowl. Um, Terrell Hatton is now in the field, of course, with John Rahm. Do you have any predictions for the Live Tour as far as this specific tournament goes in Vegas? You know, part of the issue, and I'm sure uh, many of you guys over at Vision can relate to this, but we just don't have data on the Lyft tour yet. And then the way that I bet on golf and then gamble is highly analytical based on strokes gained and being able to build models off of the data that we have. We don't have that for the Lyft tour yet, which makes it a much more difficult proposition from a gambling perspective. I mean, it's going to have to be a lot more eye test. There's no, we don't have strokes gained any course history or anything from the golf course that they're headed to in Las Vegas next week. I believe TPC Las Vegas, um, if I'm not mistaken. So, you know, I guess the benefit of no golf at Pebble beach today probably is that I could lock into some live golf and, uh, Hopefully my eyes can lead me in the direction of some strong bets for next week at, uh, at TPC Las Vegas. ADP Lack Sports up on Twitter. Andy, uh, we're up against it. We appreciate some time. Thanks a lot, man. Andy. Yeah, absolutely. Anytime. Yeah, you got it. Stay dry, too. It's a little rainy out here. It's a little rainy. I like this kind of weather. I hate this weather. Really? <laughs> I think I would like it if I had, like, you know, a hot coffee in my hand. I can snuggle up in bed. I can, like, grab a good book. You just suggested a good one. But when I have to, like, drive in it, I'm like, eh, I don't want to do it. I don't know if I suggested a good one. I, <laughs> you ta- you I talked I about a good to, book. I was going to say I said I had to, so uh, <laughs> and I spent the money on it. So, of course, I've got to read this uh, weird, steamy book that I accidentally purchased. So <laughs> When I have to, like, drive in it, I'm that typical person who's like, yeah, I'm going slower than I need to. Well, I grew up out here, so rain is um, it's few and far between. So anytime we get it, I very much enjoy it. Let me tell you that much. Uh, all right, so again, remember for this one, check your house rules for uh, this matchup and, of course, uh, this tournament to see what's going to happen. DraftKings does have the 36-hole rule, so after 36 holes, uh, there will be a winner awarded. So we will see what's going to be the case here, and uh, we'll see if the PGA Tour is going to give up on this, call this or what. But so far for today, just delayed, not canceled yet. With that, we'll take our break. We come back. We've got plenty left to get to when it comes to the Super Bowl, college basketball, and more. Don't go anywhere. And while you're waiting in commercial break, make sure you hit up vcin.com. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Join us March 20th live from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted, so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. 
Hey, Sarah, I love that spring break vlog you posted on Zigazoo. OMG, you watched it? Yeah, it was edited so well. I think you're so talented. Social media interactions are only positive when you use Zigazoo. Zigazoo is the world's largest and safest social media network for kids. Your kids can upload their content and see what their friends are up to. With Zigazoo, they can create videos, enter to win prizes, and try out the latest dances and trends. There's no commenting, no text messaging, and everything is 100% human moderated. Plus, all community members are real, verified kids just like yours. There are no bots, trolls, or AI. Because Zigazoo is about one thing and one thing only, and that is fun. Try out Zigazoo this spring break and let your kids share your vacation vlogs and best edits with their friends safely. Download the Zigazoo app today. That's Z-I-G-A-Z-O-O. As someone who lives for politics, when a major scandal unfolds... It was shocking. I have to know, what were they thinking? Backroom deals. Huge amounts of money. CIA secrets. Sets off a firestorm in Washington. Affairs. No way this guy's got a mistress. Corruption. I knew I was a dead man. Warning, it's even messier than you thought. United States of Scandal with Jake Tapper, Sunday at 9 on CNN. Looking for a super offer for Super Bowl 58? DraftKings Sportsbook has you covered. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use code VSIN. New customers can bet five bucks, get 200 instantly in bonus bets only on DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of Super Bowl 58 with code VSIN. The crown is yours. Welcome back in to Live Bet Sunday. If you're wondering, hey, that's not Brent Musburger. Uh, no, it's not. Uh, I'm Jonathan Von Tobel. Pamela Maldonado is here as well. Brent will be back next weekend for preparations of Super Bowl 58. Cannot wait. Radio Row is going to be fantastic. We were just talking about this off the air. Uh, since this is in our fair city, I guess we can say our. You've only been here for a little bit, but whatever. Been here for six I'll months. Cons- and I'll I lived here for you. five years before. I'll consider you a Las Vegas resident. <laughs> I will consider My it. ID is still Nevada, so technically um, I am. I will, I will bestow that honor upon you. <laughs> we were debating. We were all talking about like the different parties and things that are going to be available here in the next week and, and deciding whether or not we're going to go places. And I'm very excited because I cannot wait to see. Like, There's so many different little things on the list. I've already got some plans for Saturday night and what we're going to do. And man, this city is going to be absolutely wild. There's... um. I don't want to everywhere. Yes, there is. I don't want to name names, but there's a certain brand new property that I will not be setting foot on. <laughs> I'll tell you that much. Uh, a little too bougie, a little too expensive, but a lot of other things are going to be built. So what are you going to You're not going to party? You're not going to do anything? We have a dinner set Tuesday. Dinner doesn't count. Hold I'm talking on. like, let's go it, party. Well, we have to like say hi to people. <laughs> we have to converse. And if these dinners, um, thank you everybody. First off, if they're being comped and paid for, uh, yeah, we're going to go ahead and do these. What? So we're doing dinners Tuesday through Saturday. What I have a statement is that? I have an event. I'm thanking everybody. <laughs> You're just assuming you're getting comps? Oh, we already are. Wow, confirmed. look at this. <laughs> so we have a, I'm going to a poker event on Thursday night. There's going to be, it's Austin Eckler in the field. Uh, Will Levis is going to be playing as well. So there's going to be some NFL talent, some MMA talent um, I need to get them more familiar with. But that stems back from my poker days. So I'm looking forward to that. Um, it's like a red carpet social hour. And then I'll have dinner with the girls, the girl gang, seeing them multiple times this week. I'm so excited. Kelly and I are going to do a, a height off because I swear I'm taller than her <laughs> well tell everybody what you're actually going to do my my genius idea i'm still i have to like google what it is that you mean i'm not a big mma person so when you said to do a tale, tale of the, the tape, tape a tale of the tape i had to like so see what that is it's, it's all, basically look, like oh kelly well, no, so there, you know, there's two different things there's the face-off which is where you and kelly just stand like nose <laughs> to nose and you make mean faces at each other <laughs> we would laugh and so then hard. uh the tale of the tape is literally just you know side by side of both of you yeah and it's a measurements it's height it's weight it's it's reach so you're gonna have to measure like a whole bunch of stuff um and you should put that together that was my whole thing is you should do that i think we're gonna end up doing some form of something this week as far as like even arm wrestling i'd be down it'd be fun no, i can't do uh, I, I've seen, I, I, <laughs> here's the thing one of my low-key like uh, like like i said like the, uh, that i can't do i have seen too many videos of people breaking their arms and their oh. arm wrestling i can't do it i oh. hate arm wrestling i hate it it gives me the like i can't 
Can't so do it. From my bodybuilding days, I went to the Arnold Classic um, in Ohio a, co- a couple of years, and they actually have a wrestling. They have an arm wrestling event, mm-hmm. and then they have a slapping event. And well, those good. those have been the two most wildest things that I've ever seen. I actually did witness, not that they're saying that, somebody break their arm <laughs> doing the arm wrestling thing. But you're, I mean, these guys are also like 300 pounds and like, I don't know, like all the, all the muscle. So I don't think Kelly and I are at that mm. level. You and Kelly don't look like you drink your <laughs> we milk. We don't look like. <laughs> I don't know if you drink enough milk. And what are you, you going to be doing bones. then? Um, there's a comedy show on Saturday that I'm going to go to. Um, there's a lot of things, man. And then I actually, I just have a list of places that I have to check off uh, that I could potentially like, may want to go to, may not. Uh, during Radio Row, you got to find out where people are going and then try uh-huh. to tag along, right? And just be like, oh, you're going? Oh, you know, that sounds like fun. And then maybe just uh, try to get in on free stuff. I'm not like you. I don't have comps lined up. My whole thing is to <laughs> kind of, you know, act, slide in and just be like, hey, guys, what's going on? And then grab one for free. Like, that's how it goes. So. And also when it comes to like, oh, wait, what? You're not going to party on assumption here? Is that? No, I like to go to bed early. I'm a, in bed by 11, wake up fresh. I don't know. Last right. I, last I can't remember the last time I stayed out past like midnight. You got to make some sacrifices, <laughs> which you got to do. Uh, all right, really quickly, I uh, wanted to update our audience. So coming up in about, uh, what time we got? So about 10 minutes, uh, we got tip off for three college basketball games. Uh, if you're here for the hardcore breakdown of Ryder Iona, I apologize. I don't have that for you. I can tell you uh, that Iona is about a seven point favorite. We've seen the action coming on the total over up 144. We're down to 142 and a half. Now the other two are a little bit more interesting. Purdue, Wisconsin is going to be the highlight of the day here in college hoops. Purdue on the road against the Badgers. Wisconsin blowing a massive halftime lead to Nebraska during the week this week. Now coming off of that to play host to Purdue. Maybe looking past the corn uh, when they were up big. We've seen this total uh, really move. We saw an overnight uh, price of 146, uh, 147 and a half shaded to the under. We are now down to as low as 143 and a half in multiple spots, 144 over at DraftKings. No real move on the side. Opened up Purdue minus two. We're sitting here at Purdue minus two. And I, I got to tell you, Pam, I think that we're at a point where maybe we're a little too far in one direction when it comes to the total. So I'm going to bet this over so we can keep track of this throughout the last two hours of our show. Uh, but I'll be in on the over here for Wisconsin and Purdue. And the logic is this. If you look at what Wisconsin has done to this point in terms of conference play and defensive play and conference play, they've actually kind of slipped off uh, a defensive rating of 105.8 in conference play. That's sixth best in the Big Ten. When you look at what they've done in some of these losses, and it's been pretty jarring when they lost to Penn State had a defensive rating of 122.2. They followed that up with Indiana, and in a game with only 65 possessions, it was 91 to 79. It was absolutely slow, and yet the defensive efficiency was awful. They had a defensive rating of 121.8 there. Their previous two games gave up over a point per possession, both Michigan State and Nebraska, and in that second half, well over a point per possession to the Cornhuskers. Since they've gotten into conference play and taken on these conference opponents, we have seen that this team has slipped. And when you've seen just little blips of it, too, throughout this entire season, season for them. Arizona absolutely ran a rough shot over their defense way back uh, in December. I think it was like December 8th or 9th. And the two losses in non-conference play to both Tennessee and Providence, you saw this defense really slip off too. So I think that Purdue's going to be able to come in here and score I think, not at will, that seems so much strong, but scored I think a pretty high clip. Wisconsin on the other hand should be able to do at least what they want and have some efficiency with their offense. This is the seventh best offense in the country right now. The Wisconsin Badgers offensive rating of 120.9 taking on a Purdue team that is very sound defensively, but still some really solid strengths here for the Wisconsin Badgers. They can get to the free throw line. They can shoot the ball. Well, I think this has the makings of a potentially a high scoring affair. So I can understand maybe trying to bet this thing under when you're talking about a total of 147, but now that we're at about 143 and a half, I'll kind of buy back on the market a bit here and bet this thing over but very excited to watch that the other matchup that we're going to see too is davidson loyola chicago that's going to come up here at about 10 o'clock as well uh we got a total right now or a number right now of four and a half the total is also the move here opened 134 it is now up to 139 and a half at multiple spots including um circa where we sit DraftKings is at 138 and a half and loyola chicago has been bet up to five nothing really crazy here in terms of uh, what i'm expecting i'll say this it's pretty interesting to see this total bet up as much as it has been on the screen when you're looking at a Loyola Chicago team that 
Offensive rating-wise, 224th in the country. They turn it over on 19% of their possessions. They don't rebound the ball particularly well. And they're not a good free-throw shooting team. So when you get to the line, you're not going to hit those free shots that you get. And they're a good defensive team. So I didn't have a really good read here. Thought it was worth mentioning that we've seen this bet up about four, four and a half points, depending on where you look. Loyola Chicago, a five-point favorite. But big move on the total to the over here. Big move on the total move to the under Wisconsin-Purdue. And those are the things that we will track here in the 10 o'clock hour. So... With that, let's talk about a couple of other things that we had slated for this um, when it comes to Southern Pro. What do you got? I will just go ahead and say, like, line move doesn't always mean it's the right move. So uh, you're, you mentioned a lot of uh, discrepancies that there were. Isn't line open here? Here's sure. where it's at. Sitting with it's just the point total or the spread. Um, that Duke UNC, can we give a minute to like, hey, I got a college basketball one yesterday. The line moved against me. And I was like, oh, well, it's probably wrong. Nope, it ended up passing uh, the over 149 and a half is what the line closed. And I was handicapping 151 and a half. Yeah, you know, I, I'm glad you brought that up because that was also one of the other college basketball observations from yesterday. I didn't want to spend a whole time, a ton of time on it. But yesterday we saw UNC play a really, really strong game and play their game, right? It was up and down, kind of as you mentioned. They took advantage of turnovers, led to runouts. They played through Armando Baycott a lot, and that was absolutely tremendous. Baycott's really improved as a, as a passer out of the post. It was a really big reason why they were able to find success. But if that's the version of UNC that we're going to get here as we get closer to tournament time, playing through Baycott, allowing these guards to get open, wide open shots, defending at a pretty high level, coming off of the loss to Georgia Tech on the road, that's a really good bounce back, a win, a cover, game goes over. But I was wildly impressed with North Carolina yesterday. I thought that was an awesome performance. So to get that there against Duke, I get you at home with the rivalry spot, all of the things, it's understandable. Um, but I thought it was a really good win. And again, it's kind of, I thought it was kind of tempting watching that. I was a prisoner of the moment. I didn't bet anything, but I did open up my app and I was like, man, what if they had to win this, uh, this March, this tournament March? Cause <laughs> like they're, they're pretty damn good when they look at it, 13 to one. So we'll see. Cause at times North Carolina defensively has not been good. And we saw that against Georgia tech. So try not to be prisoner of the moment, but good call by you and a, a very fun game yesterday between Duke and North Carolina. Well, I was going to get to some of the prop trends for the quarterbacks. We'll have to save those because we did a little college basketball here. Uh, on the other side, we'll get to those, talk about some of the quarterback props and what we got. We'll also keep track of tip-off in the Big Ten between Purdue and Wisconsin. Game of the day. Can't wait to watch. We've got some Big East actions, Pac-12 action a little bit later. We can talk about that if we have time. But second hour, live bet Sunday on the way. Quarterback trends. And are they worth following? We'll find out when we return. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80, live March 20th from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infinity QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Zigazoo has made me zigzag. What I mean by that is I swore I would never let my kids on social media, but now I'm setting them loose on Zigazoo. Zigazoo is a space for kids to post videos they've created and to share them with other kids just like them. Videos that are moderated by actual people. And since there are no comments or messaging, you don't have to worry about social trolling. Zigazoo, the world's largest social network for kids. Download the Zigazoo app today. CNN Underscore's Guide to Sleep has tons of recommendations for products that can help you get the best night's sleep ever. All right, let's face it. Most of us have had trouble falling or staying asleep at some point. And there are a lot of products and hacks claiming to be the solution to our sleepless nights. That's why the CNN Underscore team spend hundreds of hours testing products to find the ones that can make a huge difference in the quality of your slumber. Visit underscore.com now for our ultimate guide to getting better sleep.